and welcome to Nature Finds a Way, a pop culture podcast where we nerd out about biology facts and fiction in some of our favorite books, movies, and TV shows. I'm Lindsay, and she's Sarah, and we are marine biologists in recovery, and today we are celebrating Sigourney Wiener Weaver Month! Oh yeah! Apparently! (laughs) Uh, With Gorillas in the Mists. Indeed. I think it's actually Sigourney Weaver year because we did Aliens mm-hmm. and, and Aliens. this one and we have another one coming yeah. up, but we'll talk about that later. I'm fine with it being Sigourney Weaver year. She's so good. Oh my gosh, so good in this movie. <sighs> yes, she was really good in this movie. Um, I mean, this movie has its problems, mm-hmm. but uh, in that it's really long and rambly, mm-hmm. but it was really good otherwise. Um, yeah, Gorillas in the Mist is the story of Diane Fossey. It came out in 1988 and is, I think, based on Diane Fossey's autobiography. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if she approved of it because I don't think she was alive anymore. No, she died but in 83, the, I think. Right. But the Diane Fossey Foundation, um, like, recommends that you watch it if you want to learn more about Gorillas and Diane Fossey. So... Take with that what you will. Mm-hmm. It definitely teaches you about Diane Fossey. It does not really teach you about gorillas, except that sometimes they have really great relationships with humans. Um, yes. There's not a ton of science in this movie. But that's no, okay. there's not. But it's it talks about an important scientist mm-hmm. and conservationist. Yes. And um, they used a good... A, pretty serious mix of real gorillas and then when they couldn't due to safety of either the gorilla or the human or both um they used uh like i think pretty advanced and pretty accurate looking um gorilla Mm -hmm. puppets and stuff animatronic key things Mm -hmm. um i mean sometimes it was pretty obvious but it's also like anytime she's holding a gorilla it's not a real one no (laughs) so it's like it's pretty easy to tell and like when she like she gets charged by a gorilla at some point, and that's not a real one. Yeah. Um, that kind of stuff. Um, do you want to do, like, a quick synopsis thing? Sure. So um, so the movie obviously takes uh, some liberties, so we'll just say what happened mm. in the movie. But not all of this is true to life, whether regardless of if it's important or not to the outcome of her research. So in the movie, she goes to a lecture by Dr. Leakey, who's a classic old white British research guy, literally yelling at people. And I was like, Mm I don't want to watch this movie. (laughs) Um, And tries to convince him to send her to Africa to help count the gorillas. Because at that point in the mid sixties, they didn't know how many there were. All they knew was that they were being poached um, and they didn't know similar to a lot of animals in the 60s that had been killed. Um, they didn't know how many there were and how long they had left if they kept being poached. So he says, sure, she goes to Africa. The setup for this research is so anxiety-inducing. He's like, gets her off the plane, and he's like, here's all these people. Bye. Here's a truck. Here's a guy. Good luck. And she's like, I have to take my hair dryer with me. And I'm like... I'm like, oh my god. That part felt very unbelievable. Yeah, me too. I'm just like 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 she gets to this cabin up the mountain in there in um the Congo at the beginning. Yeah. D- yeah. And DRC. they she gets there and I'm like I didn't I don't even know if 
what electricity like that that cabin seemed to be like a set cabin that had been there for a while yeah i so don't know like maybe it was just a generator i don't even know what generator i would assume it was a generator but yeah no they had gas generators that's true um yeah. so yeah but like using a hairdryer seems <laughs> ridiculous unnecessary uh yeah so she gets set up there she starts doing her research they finally find some gorillas after a little while and then the the during this time there is a civil war the army or the i don't know yeah but like the yeah i think it's basically the the army of the new government mm-hmm. um and this is also like around the same time or shortly after that all like most of these african countries had recently um like got independence gotten independent from the british or other european countries that had uh, been colonizing them yeah so yeah lots of turmoil mm-hmm. so they are there and they don't want any white people in their country so they make her leave and like tear up all her research and stuff and she ends up walking across the border to rwanda and then amidst this part she finds this she ends up at this estate of this random rich woman and she's cool i don't know who she is yeah basically <laughs> and She's just like this white woman who's like, I love living in Rwanda. Everything's cool here. And I'm like, all right. It's a little yeah. bit sketch, but um, you're like, you literally thousands of refugees are walking by your door and you only let the white American woman in, but whatever. Um, so she's at that point, she's like, this was horrible. I don't want to do this anymore. So she almost quits. And then she sees the mountains from the Rwandan side and was like, oh, wait, I can just go this way because gorillas don't give a crap about borders so (laughs) they reconvene and they climb up there and they find a spot on the rwandan side of the mountains and um, basically over a series of montages find some clans of gorillas um, and then also set up a really big like advanced base camp and through the montage you basically think that she's there indefinitely so she's there for quite a long time yeah, like years yeah. to decades. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so various things happen. This National Geographic photographer man comes and they fall in love. And he gets some amazing footage, which I assume they never really super talk about it, but they assume it makes her a little famous and brings awareness to gorilla and, research. And, and money, I would assume. And, yeah, like, and therefore lots of money. Yeah, like working with Nat Geo would have like funded some of her research. Mm-hmm. And at some point she gets a PhD, but they don't really talk about it in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like where she does that. Yeah, well, like but. I was just glancing over her biography and there's like a big chunk of the 80s before she's killed. She was actually in New York being as a, yeah. le- as a lecturer. So she didn't live in Africa. No, she was. For that yeah, she was there time. part time. Yeah. Uh, as a, the movie kind of makes you think true mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um so they do that and he leaves and then he comes back and brings a dog for some reason i don't really understand um and they're really happy and then he leaves again for a job and they break up because she doesn't want him to leave even though which is when it gets weird because she's like i don't want you to ever leave but in real life she was leaving all the time so i don't really know what the problem was I know, like, the the whole, like, romantic subplot of the movie slowed it down a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so, at various other times, there's been poaching. 
she rescues a baby from a, a zoo guy, a guy coming to yeah, steal. like they were like yeah, stealing Kidnap, baby gorillas. Yeah, um, and then she makes a deal with the head government guy again. Not really explained who he was, but he was important. And she's like, I will help um, heal this baby because it was sick, of course, because it had been malnourished and give it to the zoo people if you pay for rangers to stop poaching. Uh, So that happens and she gets some rangers. She's very obviously concerned about the conservation of the gorillas and trying to stop the poaching. Um, Mm -hmm. They go through a lot of things of like her being... Like, this strong, but kind of, um, not off the rails, like, not Yeah, like, she line. doesn't really... Like, she's a little bit off like on her way... Like a renegade, kind of, like... Yeah. Yeah. Renegade way of keeping her gorillas safe. Yeah. Um, she finally gets yeah. some interns, and that's the point when her... Um, one of the males that she's closest with is poached, and it's incredibly yeah. upsetting. Male gorillas, not humans. Yeah, yeah sorry. <laughs> um, and that's incredibly upsetting. And this is where mm-hmm. it totally goes off of from real life because she goes like completely insane with grief. She, like, no, I think this is true. Well, no, like not the insane with grief part, but the hanging, the mock hanging, and the setting their village on fire. That was fake. Mm-hmm. That wasn't real. I, maybe not that in particular, but it, yeah, I think she was pretty extreme in her treatment of poachers that mm-hmm. she came across. Yeah, yes. but that like that was everything happened. All of that happened in one day. Like at that point, she's like she set a bunch of grass houses on fire in the middle of her mountain that she was concerned about conserving, and then ran away. And I was like, this is not a, what someone would do if they had normal fire safety training. Like, it was very concerning to me. Yeah, um, it was a bit dodgy. Anyway, so that uh, that part, I was like, okay, I'm glad that that was not real. <laughs> Seemed very um, strange. So this is kind of when she's getting off. She's getting a little bit loose, and people are warning her that they're going to take away her work permits, or mm-hmm. people are mad at her because not only does she want not want poachers but she also doesn't want people like tourism ecotourism, like ecotourism. coming yeah. to her mountains we're like in the early 80s now excuse me and at that point she's like no they can't do anything to me uh i have a work permit and i'm never gonna let anyone else up on my mountain and she's very um claims. yes she, claims. she definitely prefers gorillas to other humans mm-hmm. yeah and she definitely is a conqueror of this mountain and has decided yes. that it is hers. Hers and the gorillas and everybody else is too bad for them. Um, and then she's killed. And in real life, we don't know how she was killed, except it was horrendous. And that's what they showed in the movie. And then the movie's over. And you're just like, Yeah, wow. basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, I mean, obviously, like, the story of gorilla conservation isn't, like, a completed story because it's still a problem. Um, but... Yeah, I think they they sort of at the end wrap it up with like, you know, because of her like work, we know so much more about gorillas and there's like so much support for conserving gorillas worldwide and all that. So, yeah. So I think a lot of the science that she's doing, like she went to go originally to go count them and there's lots of montage like letter uh, voiceovers about how they're so few and all of this kind mm-hmm. of stuff. And um, 
you're led to believe like because she's been living with them for so long she's obviously id'd them all and under started to understand their family um, yeah behavior and like dynamics and family dynamics social. behavior so it's a lot of like behavioral ecology and like learning the basics of how they live and how they live together and breeding and stuff like that and that's knowledge that nobody had so that's incredibly important for especially for conservation um so it's not microscope science but it's also incredibly important science so yeah 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 no she did yeah like basic like behavioral and social studies yeah her thesis was called the behavior of the mountain gorilla so like pretty basic research Mm -hmm. looking back on it but at that point nobody nobody knew about it and those are the kinds of things that people now when they're doing all sorts of like mdna studies and all these kinds of studies of like you gotta you gotta have this science to start that's how you start yeah the primary research like if you read especially um, papers on killer whales all Mm. like every single one of them references like the original papers on killer whales because they have to because that's where the knowledge comes from exactly yeah and like you can't just study the genetics without understanding their like social and mating behavior because otherwise you're only seeing part of the picture like why wouldn't you need that information too um yeah so because the movie kind of is more about her life and not about gorillas and we are a nature podcast um we're gonna just talk about apes and gorillas and monkeys and primates and stuff good times okay so humans and gorillas are all mammals we know this hopefully and we are all are all in the group uh called primates so primates are um, like monkeys, gorillas, lemurs, chimpanzees, all those kinds of things. And there's somewhere between 376 and 522 species of living primates, depending Whoa. on how you decide to count them. That was uh, an unexpected like, number. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a wide range. Um, so primates are... Primates are based like basically they have large brains, color vision, um, a certain kind of shoulder girdle, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is like your shoulder your shoulder joints, like your the how your shoulders or how your arms attach to your spine, um, so that we have a high degree of movement in the shoulder joints and we have dexterous hands, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And they're still discovering new primates today, whether that's like they're finding them and nobody's ever seen them before or realizing that, oh, these, this, these two groups of primates that we thought were the same species are actually like really different. So yeah, they've, since 2000, they've discovered over 50 species of primates since 2000. Yeah. Primates are big. Crazy. Like, yeah, not all of them are. I mean, not all of them. Some of them are really tiny. (laughs) They're not mighty Joe Young, but they're, they're not flies like those ridiculous. Yeah. They're carrying, they're megafauna. That's what they are. Yes. And non-human primates are, primarily in um like the tropics and subtropics and almost all in the southern like there's very few in the north mm-hmm. of northern hemisphere um okay so gorillas are in the group of primates known as apes and um apes are different from monkeys in a bunch of ways but mostly they don't have tails and monkeys do have tails um that's the big one. And then there's lesser apes, which are small apes, like the gibbons. And then there's great apes, which are the bigger ones. 
exciting scientific meaning. Really exciting distinction. Yeah, there's lots more distinction, but like at the coarsest scale, that's, yeah. So great apes are, um, there's a bunch of them. The main ones are gorillas, orangutans, and chimpanzees, and bonobos. So orangutans are only in Southeast Asia. Bonobos are in Africa, and they're like pretty different looking Mm -hmm. and like pretty easy to tell whereas like gorillas and chimpanzees they're both like black fur so i think lots of people like assume that they're pretty closely related but there's lots of differences between them chimpanzees are the ones that are most closely related to humans um yeah do you want to talk about some differences between gorillas and chimpanzees yeah and i think this is good also because i think probably a lot of people also get confused between diane fossey and jane goodall um, yes, true fact. So Jane Goodall is the chimp one, and Diane Faust yes. is the gorilla one. And um, there's lots of other ones. Those are just the famous ones. With yeah, the, and they were both working in Africa at the same time. At the same time, and they both have, um, you know, braids, basically. And they were both, like, you know, sponsored or in some way, like, had their research started by the leakies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they've met, you know, or they met yeah. Yeah. in passing. There's, a, yeah. there's photos on the, on the Diane Fossey website. Uh, of them from like the 70s so anyway so those are two differences one was blonde and one had brown hair and that's similar to gorillas and chimps gorillas have black faces and chimps have pink faces um gorillas are bigger mountain gorillas are at least two times the size of chimps and if you're mighty joe young um like 100 more on that (laughs) um sorry my chair is extra squeaky but i can't move because my stupid body um so no Um, so gorillas have small ears and chimps have big ears. Gorillas are much stronger proportional to size, but chimps have bigger brains proportional to size. Um, gorillas are usually on the ground. Chimps are usually in the trees. Uh, chimps have larger social groups, uh, which is like about a hundred and gorillas are about 40. And both, both are mostly herbivorous, but chimps also will eat small animals on occasion. Overall, very different. And like, if you look at their body shapes, they're completely different. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, when you actually look at them, you're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. But definitely. Yeah, like it's obviously to, different. Sometimes when you have to think about it, you're like, wait, which one? Yeah, I know. I'm like, which is the big one? And then I remember gorillas in the mist. And then I remember that gorillas are big. I don't know why. Never okay. works. So, yeah, there are four subspecies of gorillas. If you've listened to us on our Whale Tales podcast, you will know our <laughs> confusion and delight about subspecies and like the inconsistency at which things are put into subspecies or populations or totally different species. Anyways, currently four subspecies of mountain gorilla of gorillas. Um, they are all critically endangered. Um, the ones in the movie are mountain gorillas. And apparently according to this website, there's 1,004 remaining mountain gorillas. Um, they're found in the countries of Rwanda, Uganda, and the democratic Republic of the Congo. Um, also in the Congo, there is the Grower's gorilla, and there's more of them, about 3,800, um, but uh, they might be the most threatened because they are having a really sharp decline. Their population has dropped about 75% in the last two decades. Um, the least populous is the uh, Cross River Gorilla, and they're only found in um, some remote areas of Cameroon and Nigeria, and um, they're almost exclusively observed on in-camera trap images um, because they're in such remote places. Um, 
The most populous gorilla is the Western lowland gorilla, and if you've seen a gorilla in a zoo, this is what you've seen. Uh, they are critically endangered as well, but they number about 400,000, so they're like a much sturdier population size, but still um, endangered great. because of all their threats to them, which we will get to. And they are mm -hmm. found broadly across Africa, so they have the biggest range, which is probably why they have the largest population. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and also it's hard to compare numbers and say like, oh, one's in like better shape than the other because like, I don't know how many there are supposed to be of any of these exactly. subspecies. Like without um, like the massive human impact of like, you know, technological and industrial impacts on these gorillas. Like obviously they've lived with humans nearby for thousands and thousands of years, but like um, not at the same level of exploitation of habitats that mm -hmm. has happened yeah. in the last several hundred. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like mountain gorillas, obviously, we assume, have always lived on mountains and there's only so many of those. So they're going to have exactly, to yeah. hit a carrying capacity at some point. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't, it's hard to compare. Um, so there's lots of things that threaten gorillas. Obviously, poaching is the main one that's talked about in this movie. But um, the other major one is habitat loss and habitat destruction um, as the their habitats are used for industrial things and um, this is probably the this is probably the biggest way that like people who aren't in Africa can um, have an impact on the lives of gorillas um, so I mean the the big ones I always think of are palm oil tropical woods and electronics um, because those are three things that are um, increasingly causing damage to African habitats and communities. Um, mm -hmm. so like, and are oh, things that we can... So, like, palm oil is mostly farmed in, like, Asia, uh, like, Southeast Asia and Indonesia and stuff, but as demand for palm oil is going up, um, palm oil producers are starting to plant palm oil plantations in Africa as well. Um, so that's great. Uh, palm oil is in... Mm, almost every processed food that you can ever buy. Um, so uh, looking into that and how, um, how you can reduce your use of non-sustainable palm oil is great. Um, and then electronics, like properly recycling your electronics so that the rare metals and minerals in your electronics can be repurposed into new electronics and also like choosing not to upgrade your phone mm -hmm. every time you get an offer for one yep. um yeah those are my two big ones do you have any other conservation -y things i don't think so like it's the um, we've talked about it many many times including with other episodes talking about conservation in africa which is choosing doing the research and choosing um appropriate charities to donate to because some of them are not that great and some of them take a lot of money um and like from if especially if they're North American charities that are then sending some of the money to um, the country or the species in need, but keeping some for administration fees. Uh, and, and also like if they're, if they're based in like not in Africa, then they're mm -hmm. disproportionately hiring non-local people <laughs> to do the work. And also like just in general kind of carbon footprintiness of like, if they're based in North America and then they go to visit Africa all the time, that's just like just a bunch of more people flying um, yeah. and stuff like that. So anyway, and just also, like, yep. And also outsiders making decisions about mm -hmm. 
somebody else's country. Yeah. 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 You know. Um, <laughs> yeah. So research and then if you can buy, uh, help support local communities, local uh, economies, whatever that might look like. If it's buying presents, if it's supporting local charities, anything, buying presents, buying things. It doesn't have to yeah. be presents. I was just <laughs> thinking about it being fall. I don't know. Anyway. I don't know. Well, and so the Diane Fossey organization, uh, we'll put their link in the bio because that was where a lot of the research for this came from. Um, they do like a gorilla adoption. So you can like adopt mm-hmm. a gorilla and support their conservation and work. And they, as much as she really preferred gorillas over humans, um, it seems like the foundation, at least they talk about, I haven't really done all the research into like, is it a chari- charity I want to support? But it, they at least talk about like the importance of su- supporting local communities as well as local mm-hmm. as well as gorillas because yeah it's yeah. all linked conservation is complicated it's more than just saving animals um, yeah anyways that uh that probably brings us to the end of our unexpectedly ranty gorilla yep. episode um, oh isn't it fun Always uh, fun. Gorillas. Yay, gorillas. They are awesome. If you have thoughts about gorillas or more primate questions, uh, you can reach out to us on social media. We're at Nature Finds a Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or you can check out our website, naturefindsapod.com. While you're there, you'll see links on how to subscribe to the podcast and uh, leave us a rating or a review to let other people know about the podcast. Yeah, yeah. And we will be back in two weeks. Right of the week before Halloween, and it's Sigourney Weaver Month, and what would you think we're going to talk about? I don't know. I don't know. You we know are not singers. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to do Ghostbusters. Yes, we're doing first OG and also uh, women. You know. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know what it's called. The new one. It's called Ghostbusters Women version. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's just called Ghostbusters, but a different year. Yeah. Um, we're going to do those because there's not a lot of science, but we like to support, we haven't talked about ghosts in this podcast yet, which it's true. is weird. <laughs> and I haven't and seen the new Ghostbusters. Exactly. And it's the Gordon Weaver month, so deal with it. Um, yep. in the meantime, stay Stay science, friends. friends. Also stay spooky. Spooky. <laughs> 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 <laughs>